Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm Howard David. Time to take a bite of the Big Apple with Brian Costello of the New York Post, who covers the New York Jets. Most national writers that I talk to, John Clayton among them, uh, thinks that the Jets will be better, but not much. Um, And I mentioned six wins, and he said mm, he was doubtful, but he also said that they may be better. The record may not show it. If they get the six wins, is that enough to get the Jet fan base excited? That's a good question, Howard. I think it's how they how it looks. You know, I mean, if they're they win six games, but the eleven losses are by thirty points, maybe they're not excited. But if they can play close games, and Zach Wilson looks like the real deal, and looks like they've got something, they finally got a quarterback. I think Jets fans will be excited. Then I, I think I, I'm in the five win ballpark. Thinking with this team, so six wins. You're, you know, I'm right there with you. Um, but they only won two last year, so any improvement, you know, three wins is improvement. It doesn't take much to, to improve this team. But to me, it's how it looks, Howard. Like this team has not been was not competitive last year for the most part. Two years ago, their losses were really ugly. Um, you know, it's been a while since there's been the arrows been pointing in the right direction. I guess is the way I would put it. He, uh, you, you look at Zach Wilson, and he's. The hope for the future, obviously, and uh, for rookie quarterbacks, uh, with rare exception, don't make a dramatic impact. Uh, Zach Wilson is one of these guys that loves to be in the film room. Uh, he, he watches film constantly. Uh, I think that's a big positive. And the question I have is, did Joe Douglas do as much as he could do in the offseason by way of free agency and the draft to surround Zach Wilson with more weapons than Sam Darnold had. Yeah, I think he did, Howard. Um, you know, I think if you look at it in free agency, uh, signing Corey Davis, three years, $37 million, I thought that was a good good deal. Uh, you know, he didn't break the bank. It's not going to be a contract that's an albatross for the organization. If it doesn't work out, he can get out of it two years. And Davis had a really good year in Tennessee last year. He, he hasn't lived up to his billing as the number five draft pick in 2017. But he came on last year. The Jets' offense that they're running under Michael Floor is very similar to what the Titans did under Arthur Smith. You know, it's all kind of under the Shanahan tree. So, and uh, if you look at the draft, next three picks are all offense. Howard, he gets a line, he gets another lineman, Elijah Vera Tucker. So now they have Vera Tucker and Makai Becton on the left side of that line, which they hope. Is the new, you know, Nick Mangold, the Brickishaw Ferguson, so a, a tandem that could play for ten years together. Then he got pretty impressive in the spring. I think he's going to have an immediate impact for this team. Uh, and then running back Michael Carter with the first pick in the fourth round. So if you're looking at it, you know, if you're Jeff Albrecht, you're the defensive coordinator. 
the first four picks were all offense. <laughs> so I think Joe Douglas went all out to, to surround his rookie quarterback with, with, you know, not only weapons, but also alignment. And uh, then he signs Morgan Moses a few weeks ago to solidify right tackle. So I do think the scars that the organization has from Sam Darnold, from not surrounding Sam Darnold with talent, is going to help Zach Wilson. Because I think those scars are fresh. And it's, it's in the back of the Jets' minds right now. Like, we've got to build around this guy quickly. You mentioned Michael Carter, and the Jets have more than one. But Michael yeah. Carter, the running back, uh, is he part of running back by committee? Or do you look at um, at, at something more more uh, single back uh, and then uh, the traditional backup and so on? Or is this is this going to be running back by committee? I think it will to start, Howard, for sure. I think, I think if you look at Tevin Coleman, he probably has the advantage going into the season. He knows the system. They know him. Uh, you know, he was in San Francisco with these coaches. He also was in Atlanta when LaFleur was there. So, uh, you know, I think he, he kind of comes into training camp with a little bit of a leg up. Carter was very impressive in the spring. He's explosive. He kind of brings a different type of uh, athleticism to the position than, than the other guys that they have. So I think he'll have, you know, he'll have a good shot. And then Michael P. Ryan, who drafted last year in the fourth round, you know, he showed some flashes as a rookie. And, you know, he dealt with injuries. So we'll see – where he is, I think they view him more as kind of a short yardage guy right now. But I think it, it, if you look around the league, Howard, there aren't many bell cow running backs anymore. Derrick Henry is one. Yeah. There are a whole lot of other ones. Almost everybody does running back plays. Many, and I think if you look at San Francisco, almost everything now, Howard, with the Jets, you look at through the lens of San Francisco, right, what they did there. They had all these guys. Raheem Mostert kind of a, emerged as the guy, but he was someone they took off the scrap heap. So I think if someone emerges – and starts really having a you know, strong start to the season, they could become the featured back. But at the beginning of the year, I think it'll be a committee. At the wide receiver position, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, the acquisitions and free agency. But if there's one wide receiver that's caught the eye of some people, it's Elijah Moore. You, you saw him, uh, you know, although in, 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 in T-shirt and shorts, but what do you think? He was impressive in the spring. Uh, you know, he, he was... He just was around the ball a lot. He was getting open. He's got speed that you can see easily. Like, he, he just stands out on a field of professional athletes. He has elite speed. So, uh, and he looked like he knew what he was doing route running. There wasn't a lot of confusion there. He made some really nice catches. Uh, so, I think the, the Jets are very, very excited about him. I'm curious just how, how they get all these guys on the field at once. It's an interesting change for the Jets. They haven't had many weapons in the past few years, and now, uh, you know, I'm curious how Jamison Crowder and Elijah Moore fit on the field at the same time. How does Denzel Mims, their second-round pick from a year ago, fit in? It, uh, they signed Keely Cole, who he had a very good spring. Where does he fit? So it's going to be interesting to see how Michael Floor gets all these guys involved. And the critical tight end position. Chris Herndon has had his share of injuries. They get Tyler Croft, formerly of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, where do you see that position? Yeah, that's a big question, Mark. And, you know, Herndon was not working with the first team a lot in the spring. I think they're, they're kind of – he had a terrible year last year. Uh, you know, it's a new, new staff. And Joe Douglas did not draft him. So I think Herndon's going into camp with something to prove here. Croft's got a lot of time. Uh, I, I think he could have a big role. They still have Ryan Griffin, who – Two years ago, it was very good for the Jets when Herndon was injured. 
last year he really was invisible. So I'm not sure what to expect out of the tight end position right now, Howard. And that always that that's that could be a key spot when you have a rookie quarterback. That's usually a, a you know someone that they can lean on to, to, to so for some short passes. So uh, they got to figure it out in training camp. Uh, you know, I still think Chris Herndon has a lot of talent there. It just hasn't clicked for whatever reason. So maybe the new coaching staff can bring it out of them. Uh, let's go to the defensive side of the ball. And a gigantic question mark is where is C.J. Mosley in terms of the health? He basically hasn't played in two years. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, obviously, they gave Mosley the huge contract, $85 million, and he's played two games. He's made he's made $29 million already of that contract, Howard, and he's played two games. So if they can get C.J. Mosley that we saw with the Baltimore Ravens and we saw in that first game of the 2019 season when he was all over the field against the Buffalo Bills before he got hurt, they got something there. You know, if, if C.J. Mosley now, who's 29 years old and hasn't played in two years, doesn't look like, you know, he doesn't look like he can play anymore, then that that contract gets even worse and looks, looks terrible. So he looked good in the spring. Again, though, it's shorts, no pads. He, he was moving around. He was around the ball a lot. He made some plays. Uh, I think the next step for him is contact. He hasn't hit anyone in two years. So we'll see how he comes through training camp, if he can stay healthy. And, you know, he, he could be huge for the Jets if he's anywhere near his former self. Brian Costello uh, from the New York Post who covers the New York Jets. We're taking a bite of the Big Apple. If there is an area of strength, and it seems kind of silly to say the Jets have an area of strength, but if they do, it's up front. The defensive front with Lawson, uh, Rankins, Quinn Williams, Vinnie Curry. This is a defensive line that they hope can put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, it is, Howard. Um, they've got a good unit there. And uh, with Robert Sala's system, which is an attacking system with the defensive line, you know, one-gap system where they just, they're just running upfield, uh, it should help Quinn Williams blossom a little more. I thought he had a really good year last year, but he can take another step. And Carl Lawson's a guy who, you know, he has tons of quarterback pressures. He doesn't have a lot of sacks. Can he now get to the quarterback and get the sacks? But to me, Howard, the key for that is not the guys they have up front. It's can the secondary cover guys long enough that the quarterback has to take a hitch. You know, he has to, he has to wait a second, and then they get the sack. If, they, if the quarterbacks are back there getting the ball out of their hands in two seconds because no one can cover anyone, it doesn't matter if they have Lawrence Taylor up front, they're, they're not going to get to the quarterback. So uh, it works hand in hand. And I think the biggest issue on this team right now is cornerback and, and can these young guys develop quick enough and help out this defensive line. Is there a corner, a cornerback that you think might be the best of a lot? Oof, that's a good question. Uh, I, I like Bryce Hall. You know, they drafted out of Virginia last year in the fifth round. He had an injury in Virginia that kind of pushed his draft stock down. Um, you know, he played a lot. The second half of last year did not have a spring or a training camp because he was injured. He was recovering from the injury still. So I think he has potential, but I don't know. I, I, I really think they should have should have found somebody, found some veteran to put back there because right now they're just, they're just very young and unproven at cornerback. Um, you talk about a secondary, and the first name that comes up is Marcus May. Uh, what's the status? Uh, is he looking for an extension, and are the Jets willing to do it? Well, it's over now, Howard, because the deadline was July 15th. You know, they used a franchise tag on him, and the NFL rule is once you use the tag, you have until July 15th to agree on a long-term deal, and if 
something that that passes without a long-term deal, you have to wait till next year. You have to wait till the offseason. So it's over. He's playing on the tag, $10.6 million this year. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to be happy about it. We haven't talked to him. He didn't talk to us in the spring. Uh, he, you know, so I'm curious to see what he says when training camp opens, whether he's going to, you know, squawk about it a little bit, whether he might say, yeah, you know, my hamstring's a little tight. I'm going to ride the bike for a few weeks. Like, he, he could show his unhappiness in a few ways with the Jets. I, I can't imagine he's thrilled right now that they didn't give him a long-term contract. And, you know, for May, it's tough, Howard. He's 28. You know, he, he's only been in the league for four years, but he was older when he was drafted. So now he's going to be 29 when he's looking for a contract. It, it gets tougher and tougher for him. And I understand – I kind of understand both perspectives. He's – you know, the Jets looked at him and said, he's a good player, not a great player. We're not going to give him major money at safety. Uh, but he's also been a great locker room guy, Howard. He's a good culture guy. And I think the Jets could have sent the message that we value that if, if they got the game a long-term deal. But – they couldn't get anything done, couldn't reach it, so now we'll see how it plays out this season. Let me go back to the linebacking core outside of C.J. Mosley. Where else are we looking for players that can become playmakers? Well, uh, you know, Jared Davis that they signed from the Lions, they feel like he could become, uh, you know, he was a first-round pick of the Lions. Last year he barely played, but they feel like a change of scenery will help him. We'll see if they're right about him. They gave him a one-year contract. Uh, then they drafted two guys, Howard, for their were safeties in college, but they're moving the linebacker with uh, Jamie Sherwood from Auburn and uh, Haslin Asberdeen from Florida State. Um, you know, which those guys played were kind of box safeties in college, which now is a linebacker in the NFL. And they're both confirmed, so we'll see what they can do. Uh, and I think that's just that linebacker is going to be positioned to watch in training camp and how it shakes out. Uh, Brian, I talk about Brian Costello of the New York Post, who covers the Jets. Um, when when you look at the uh, a new head coach, a new head coach uh, comes in, the, everybody's excited about the new head coach, particularly this head coach. He comes with a lot of people endorsing him, primarily from the San Francisco organization. So, I mean, Robert Salas coming in uh, running. I mean, he's not walking into this to this situation. Uh, he's got a, a, a lot of allies uh, with the Jets already. Yeah, you know, I, well, I think I think it was perfect timing for whoever was going to be the coach because last year was so bad, and the fan base disliked Adam Gase so much that they were just ready for anybody. But then I think the Jets kind of hit the PR home run. I, I, I don't know how he's going to be as a coach, but the PR home run – with a guy who has a lot of energy, you know, we've seen him jumping around the sideline and yelling, and he has a, a great look about him. You know, he's, he's a big guy with a bald head. Like, he just he kind of looks like a football coach, and he's um, he's energized the organization. He energized the fan base. So, you know, he knows it's been he's been on a honeymoon this whole time, and now it's about to start getting real, and we'll see how he handles it and. Uh, he's got a tough challenge because he didn't inherit a good roster, so he's going to have to uh, work some magic here. Uh, you know, and I know you looked at the schedule. I have too, and I used to look at schedules and go, "Well, this can be a win. This can be uh, going to be a too, too going to be too tough." I looked at it, the, the schedule, and, and obviously the opening game is significant because the Jets are going to face Sam Donald and the Carolina Panthers on the road. Um, so it, it's going to be. 
obviously very interesting. Uh, the Jets know Sam Darnold. They know his tendencies. From a defensive standpoint, that is a big asset, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and usually you can say the flip side, but this is a different defense. So Sam doesn't really know this defense uh, from the Jets' perspective. Like he's faced, He faced it last year in San Francisco. But, um, yeah, you know, I do think they know him, and the front office especially knows him because the coaching staff's all pretty much new. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating game. I mean, that's a that's a tough opening game for the Jets in terms of, you know, perception. Because if Sam Darnold goes out there and has a huge game <laughs> and beats the Jets, that's going to be the overreactions of all the overreactions. Right? I mean, we always overreact to week one. Can you imagine what it's going to be like if Sam Darnold goes out there and plays really well? And Zach Wilson probably isn't going to play well. It's his first NFL game. I think the chances are he's going to—he's not going to have a good game. So uh, people are going to be going nuts here Monday morning if uh, the Panthers walk all over the Jets and Darnold throws four touchdowns and one of them to Robbie Anderson or something like that. Yeah. It'll be crazy. Uh, look, uh, I'm surprised, but because of the storyline, that this game wasn't put in prime time. Yeah, I thought this was a perfect like week four Thursday night game, something like that. You know, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I because you can they can play anybody week one and there's going to be interest. It's week one. Um, you know, the, this game would generate interest a little further down the road in the season. Uh, but I, you know, I, who might argue with the NFL schedule makers? They seem to be uh, figure out ways to draw attention anyway. Well, it's it's unusual schedule for the Jets because usually they play the Patriots at the end of the year on the road. They play the Patriots uh, in, twice in the first six games of the season. Yeah, they get the Patriots twice, and then and they don't face the other division opponents until November, December. They get they have four games in November, December with the Bills and the Dolphins. So it is interesting how the uh, division schedule falls. And I think that Patriots game in week two, the home opener, is going to be crazy. You know, obviously, Jets fans haven't been in the building in two years. Uh, there's a little, if, if they play well against the Panthers, if they somehow win that game and Zach Wilson plays well, the anticipation is going to be through the roof for that Patriots game. Uh, and at the end of you the know, year. Remember, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just remember a few years ago, Sam Darrell won week one in Detroit, and they came home and played the Dolphins, and that, there was a ton of anticipation for that game. I think it'll be twice as much against the Patriots. What about the AFC East? Uh, I mean, Buffalo is clearly the best team in the division. Uh, they went pretty far last year. Uh, I mean, the anticipation of them coming out of the uh, AFC is real. I mean, the competition's yeah. severe, obviously, with Kansas City and Baltimore. But the, the Buffalo Bills uh, are going to be a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, I think on paper the Bills are head and shoulders above everybody else in the division. Um, but I will say, Howard, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked if the, the Dolphins or Patriots made the playoffs too. You know, I, Dolphins won 10 games last year. The question mark there is the quarterback. Can Tua Tagovailoa play well for them and, and you know do as well as Ryan Fitzpatrick did for them last year? And then the Patriots went out and spent a ton of money in free agency. Cam Newton, second year in the system. They should be a lot better than they were last year when they were 7-9. and nine. So, you know, it won't be surprising to me if, if the AFC East has three teams fighting out for the playoffs at the end of the year, uh, which leaves the Jets in a tough spot because that's six pretty tough games that they're going to have. Uh, I'm I'm uh, an anti-Tua, nothing personal. I mean, the guy played great in Alabama, but my God, the way that, that people around him – he always had terrific receivers. He always had excellent running backs, excellent defense. 
gave him field position and so on. Uh, I want to see a lot more from Tua before I uh, before I say this is an NFL quarterback. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. And obviously, the Dolphins went to him last year, then they went back to Fitzpatrick. And when the when season was on the line in Vegas, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick who was in the game. So I think that tells you all you need to know about what the coaches thought of him last year. And as for as for the Patriots, I mean, Cam Newton right now is the number one quarterback on the depth chart, but for how long? I mean, look, Mac Jones, uh, they're really high on this guy. So it'll be, I'll be curious as to see how long uh, Cam Newton holds that number one spot. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, Cam should should probably play better than he did last year. That would be as a full offseason to work with them. And, um, you know, I think they'll be patient with Mac Jones, but you never know. You never know with Belichick what he's thinking. No, no. anybody who tries to read his mind is going to go yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody talks, you know, these days, we're getting so close to training camp. Is Aaron Rodgers going to show up in Green Bay? Is he not? I mean, I, I keep being back, going back and forth with this. I just don't see any way that this guy doesn't show up. But, but you know, I'm not there. I don't know. And, and I'm, I'm just wondering what kind of a deal is going to make him happy that he comes back before training camp yeah. or in the first week. Yeah, it's funny, Howard. Uh, there was a report from ESPN this morning about him turning down the contract extension. I that, that's usually what gets things done, right? Extending. I, I almost think Aaron Rodgers wants the opposite. I think he wants them to fold. He has three years on his contract right now. I think he would love it if they folded those last two years into one year. You know, obviously he's gonna he's gonna make less money overall, but give him a one year contract, guarantee the money this year. And then he can move on next year. That that feels like where this is headed to me, Howard. Because then the Packers can get him in. They can cut the distraction out. Because this is going to be a huge story. Alter training camp if he's not there. You know, the Jets went through this years ago with Darrell Revis. This is going to be way more than that because it's a quarterback. Um, you know, they can cut the distraction, get a season out of him. Hopefully they can go far and then part ways after this year and turn it over to Jordan Love. That, that feels like where this is going to end up to me right now, Howard. Well, it doesn't seem like all of this distractions bothering him too much. I've seen him, I don't know how many golf tournaments that he's played not in. Him, but it's not him, Howard. It's going to bother the Packers. He'll, he'll be in, he won't be around. The Packers are going to be in front of the media every day starting next week for a month. Matt LaFleur is going to get tired of answering questions about Aaron Rodgers quickly. And the players are going to get tired of answering the questions. So I think for the Packers' sake, they need to figure out how to make him happy, at least in the short term. Like, this is this is not a long-term marriage at this point. It's not going to be. And they sort of pushed it that way when they drafted Jordan Love. Now they have to realize that and figure out how to make it work for the short term and get him in there. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's fair to say that the Packers are in a lose-lose situation. The only way they can win is if he comes back uh, in time for training camp. Yeah, well, I, I think the regular season, you know, he's at a point, Howard, where I don't know how much training camp he needs. Um, you know, I think they have a little window here to, to get things done, but it's funny the Jets, Howard, uh, have joined practices in Green Bay in the middle of August. Huh. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if we'll see Aaron Rodgers by that point when, when we're out there covering it. Well, it'll be interesting. Look, uh, Tom Brady comes out the other day and said he had a torn MCL last year. Uh, and played the season, and I'm going, wait a minute. You had a torn MCL, you played a whole season, 
You then played in a whole bunch of golf outings during the offseason, and now you're finally coming out and telling people this? What does he have to gain by that? I don't know if he told Howard. I think that was so, somebody leaked that. I'm not sure who leaked it. But I don't know. I mean, it, it, it adds to the myth of, of Tom Brady, right? It adds to the legacy. Like, look at this, what this guy did. You know, he won a Super Bowl with a torn ligament in his knee. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what the motivation was there. I'd have to know who the source was for sure to know the motivation. But, um, you know, I, I think uh, it's pretty amazing. The guy's, the guy's definitely built from different stuff than most people. No, you're right. You're right. Look, it's been, I mean, Tom Brady has been the golden boy for quite a while now. Six rings tells you all you need to know. Uh, and then they say, well, you know, no one's even saying maybe this will be his last year. I mean, they're talking about him playing until he's 45. Yeah, yep, yep. And I don't think any of us can doubt him at this point. No, no, I don't doubt him to this point any more than I doubt that Tiger Woods is going to come back and play golf again. Right. <laughs> you, know, it's just, yep. you know, there's certain athletes that you expect certain things and you're not disappointed when they achieve, when they achieve those things. But look, the one thing I've learned being around sports is that if you think you can, you can, if you think you can't, you're probably right. And, uh, and I think that's the message that Robert Sala may want to make to the jets uh, to instill this confidence instead of this downtrodden feeling that's followed this organization for about 10 years. Yeah, that's definitely one of his challenges, Howard. He's got to, he, he, getting them out of the "woe is me" when things go bad. Here we go again, kind of mentality. Um, you know, it's been tough because they, they have. It's been a long time since they tasted success, and really, no one on the Jets right now has ever tasted success with the Jets. The last bit of success was 2015 when they won 10 games, and no one's left from that team. So. Yeah, he, he has a challenge in that regard of changing the mentality of the organization. Well, plus, you know, look at the history. Five quarterbacks have been drafted in, what, the last 10 years? Uh, that, that's just uh, that's, that's, a, that's a recipe for disaster. And the coaching changes, which you've done well documented. I, I look at Robert yeah. Sala. What little I know of Robert Sala, he's a firebrand kind of a guy. And I think the teams become a mirror image of what their coach is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, like I said, I want to see. I want to see what, how he is when the season starts. But he definitely seems to be have the right message, and um, I do like his energy. And I think he's breathed life into the organization right now. What is left for Joe Douglas to do? What can he do? Uh, I'd like to see him out a veteran quarterback to back up Zach Wilson. Um, you know, I think it's crazy right now. They don't have a quarterback on the roster who's ever taken a snap in an NFL game. Uh, to me, that's a uh, – you're asking for trouble. You know, if something happens to Zach Wilson, um, you know, you're falling off the cliff, basically. So, uh, I think if he can find a veteran quarterback to bring in, if, if Chicago is willing to trade Nick Foles, I would seriously think about flipping a late-round pick for Nick Foles and just getting someone in here to, um, to back up Zach Wilson. One name that uh, surfaced oh, a couple of months ago that San Francisco, uh, a player at San Francisco, would be somebody the Jets would want for his veteran leadership, and that was Richard Sherman. I think that discussion is over. <laughs> yeah, I actually think it was over before what happened recently. How it was, it made, they made it pretty clear they were not doing that. They feel like with their young cornerbacks, they want to give them a chance to play and, and just throw them out there. So, But, yeah, I think what happened last week, you know, 
could, if there was a little flicker of hope, that, that ended that hope. Um, we just kind of, you know, I think the Jets could have used that veteran leadership, but, you know, obviously there's <laughs> so much negativity surrounding Richard Sherman, who once upon yeah. a time was one of the great backs, defensive backs in the history of the game. Um, if there's a surprise team this year, and I'm hearing discussions like everybody's saying that Cincinnati is going to win the AFC North. And to that I go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Huh. I mean, Cincinnati hasn't won a division in over 30 years. And you got a team like yeah. the Baltimore Ravens that I still think is the best team in the division. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't see Cincinnati being very good. I think they're still they still have a long way to go before they're a contender. And that division is tough, like you said. You know, I think the Ravens are the Ravens. The Steelers look like they're going to drop off a little bit, but I don't know. I never count out Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger, and and Cleveland's a team. That's on the rise, yep. right? I mean, they made the they made a run last year, and um, I think everyone expects them to make a run again this year. So I, I don't see Cincinnati being that team. No, I'm with you on Cleveland. I mean, they gave Kansas City all they wanted in the playoffs, yeah. uh, and they took care of Pittsburgh handily. Uh, and uh, you know, Baker Mayfield is the deal. He's the real deal. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, if I had to go with a team, Howard, that didn't make the playoffs last year, that I think could make a run this year. Would be the Chargers. You know, I thought yep. with Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert was great. Um, you know, they've got some pieces on that defense. Uh, so, you know, I, I think I think the Chargers are on the verge. Obviously, they've got a great team in their division, and that makes things tough with Kansas City there. But, uh, you know, if they can get in as a wild card, I can see them winning a game uh, or two in, in the playoffs. Appreciate your time. As always, Brian, you stay safe. Now get ready to get back to work. Thanks, Howard. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube